The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Uh, the rabbi asked me to share a small story that I had last Shemitah. Uh, so I couldn't see my lens, lay fellow, and uh, me and my wife decided to do something more meaningful uh, this year, and we decided to make shlichut. Uh, my wife um, went to the Jewish agency, and she applied to be a teacher in uh, one of the schools in, uh, in, in uh, New Jersey. She started to work, she, 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 they accepted her to work in uh, Ben Porat Yosef School in uh, Paramos, New Jersey, if you know this school. Um, but the Jewish agency said, if you want to go, then I have to have a job also. So we thought, what can I do? And my wife said, why won't you go work for Elal? So I said, fine, I'll work for Elal. I went to Elal, they accepted me to work with them. I worked in the security, in the cargo. They put me to work in Newark Station in New Jersey. Uh, we made all the, we moved to Englewood. And then I started to work for Elal, and I see that they want to make me work on Shabbat. I, I'm not saying that they're doing it these days. I know that the owner has changed, but at this time, they wanted me to work on Shabbat. And I was thinking to myself, I keep Shemitah in Israel to come here to Newark, New Jersey, and work on Shabbat? I said, no way. I told the guy who's in charge of the shifts, I told him, please put me every day you want. I'll come on Fridays, I'll come on Motzei Shabbat, whenever you want. Shabbat, no way. And at this time, they didn't work on Fridays, and the busiest day for them was on, on Shabbat. So for a few weeks, he was able to do it, and he was put me in shifts during the week, and, uh, and it was okay. But at some point, he told me that the supervisor said that uh, he's not seeing me there on Shabbat, and it's not okay, I should walk like everybody's walk. I said, listen, I'm not walking on Shabbat. I don't care, do what you want. He said, okay, I have to tell him that. I said, fine. So the supervisor, uh, you know, there is a law also in Israel and also in America that if you don't want to work on your holidays, uh, they can't force you. So they couldn't fire me because of that. And uh, they start like, build me a case, you know, like make me like I'm not professional, I'm not this, I'm not that. They put me tiny swastikas on the boxes so that, I, that there's no chance that a normal person could recognize it. And this is something very, very dangerous for them, so... After a few times that it happened, I, I, re, I understood that this is what they want to do, so I went with the flow, I let them do it, and after five or six times, the supervisor called me and he said, listen, it's very dangerous, you can't walk with us, it's not professional, you have to go meet with the big, with the big supervisor of all Elal security stations in the world. I said, fine, how do I speak with him? Do, are we doing Skype conference, something like that? He said, no, you're flying to Israel. It was, uh, I, I guess, Tuesday or Wednesday. You're flying tomorrow. You'll be in Israel uh, uh, Thursday early in the morning. You'll meet with the guy. You'll finish the meeting. And 12 midnight, you'll, you'll take the flight back to, to America. I said, can I stay for the weekend? He said, no, it's a problem. You have to go back. I said, fine, I'm not going to fight with you. Okay. I flew to Israel. I, I went into the office of the guy who's in charge of the, all the security stations. And then he calls me into his office. He said, you know why you're here? I said, yes, because I don't want to walk on Shabbat. And he said, no, 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 it's not because of that. You're not professional, you're not this, you're not that. So I said to him, okay, what do you want to do? He said, uh, uh, you can't walk with us. I said, fine, if, if I'm not professional, then you can fire me now. 
Then he said, how do you speak? You speak like that, and what, what are you going to do? You have a house in America, you have a contract, you have your kids in school, your wife is there. I told him, don't worry, if I'm not professional, you can fire me now. So he said, okay, if you speak like that, then in two weeks from now, you're gonna be, they're going to call you for a hearing in the Israeli consulate in Manhattan, because a lot of security workers are working for the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs. They are not working for a lot. I think that the, the payments are coming from uh, the government of Israel. So he said they call you for a hearing, and then you're going to be fired. And it's going to happen two weeks from now. At the meantime, he said, you can't walk with us because uh, it's not safe and uh, we're going to keep paying you, but you can't walk with us. I said, fine. I went to meet my parents. I went to see my farm, my friends, everything. I had a few hours, and then I flew back to America. On the way on the airplane, I will start thinking to myself, what am I going to do now? I don't have a job. I have to pay the bills. I have to pay the rent. What's going to happen? I was thinking and thinking, and then I got home. It was early in the morning. I made myself a breakfast. I was drinking my tea. And then I got a phone call from Karen Ashvit. I don't know how they had my phone, but they, got, they called me. And they said, uh, hi, we heard that you're here in America. What do you do these days? We're looking for a farmer to help us to go through the schools, to teach the kids about the Shemitah and through the communities, and to help us to speak in front of the communities about the Shemitah. Are you available? I told them, just now I am, yes. So they took me to work with them, and uh, they asked me how much money I want. I said, I just need a few dollars to pay my bills and buy some food for my family. And it happens to be that I work with them during, the, during that year, and the, the Israeli consulate called me for the hearing only four or five months after the after I had a meeting in Israel, and I still got paid from Elal. They paid for my health insurance. And I went into the office of the, there was a very nice lady, the officer was sitting there. And I saw my supervisor sit in the office waiting for her to yell at me and, you know, send me home and fire me. And then she told me, I, I heard your supervisor already. What do you have to say? So I told her, the only thing I have to say is that I came here for Shlichut. I came here for one year. I don't have any plans to stay in America. I only ask you to leave me the visa of, until the end of June, when the kids finish school, the day after I'm going home. I live in Moshat Kuma. I, I told her my story a little bit of near Gaza, and I, I told her that I'm telling my story to the people here. I'm speaking about the Negev. And then she started, you know, open her eyes, and she, I saw the enthusiasm in, in her face. And she said to me, you know what? Not only that I'm not going to that I'm going to leave you the visa, I'm going to make sure you get money, I'm going to make sure you have a job. She called her assistant, somebody named Yotam, she, she told him, take his phone number, make sure that this guy has everything he needs, call him twice a week, make sure he's okay, and we're going to find him a job, we must find him a job. My supervisor saw that, and he started changing color, colors, he didn't meet his expectations. So, I went out, and then... Finally, it ended up I had to go back a little bit earlier than my plans to, to Israel. And on the way home, I saw my supervisor sitting in the plane with his wife. I didn't ask anything. I just said hello. And I went, I went, to my, I went home. I called my friends in Newark Station. I, I asked them, what happened? What, what did he do on the plane? So they told me he got fired. So this is just another one story, that uh, one of many that I had, Denisim.
Thank you. And please come visit me when you get to Israel. I have no question that the reason why El Al switched to a religious owner that's now Makbid on Shabbat is because of the Mesirut Nefesh of Avichai. Not normal. Shabbat and Shemitan is the seventh day. This guy's, uh, I mean, ridiculous. He's a, he's a hero. I, uh, I think, simple farmer, he says. Okay. We should have many more simple farmers like that. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.